and long awkward pauses make for good radio. Okay. <laughs> That's getting edited out. <laughs> Welcome back to the Anagamers Podcast. This is episode four for Wednesday, July 23rd, 2008. I'm Evan Minto, also known as Vamptivo, and here with me for the first time on the podcast is... I am Maxwell McGee. I run news and reviews for the Anagamer website, and I am also go by the hacker alias Pigeon Flu. All right, so this is the first, like, real podcast that we've had because I actually have another person on here. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. I'll just call you Max, because we're going to call ourselves by our real names, people. Get used to Evan and Max. All right, Evan. Max. I think I can handle that, Evan. Ugh. It's not a bird. (laughs) So, in this episode, we are just going to be doing normal podcast things. We're going to talk about what stuff we've been watching, reading, and playing, We're going to be talking about news, and we'll also be doing a special E3 analysis for the main part of the podcast, where we'll go over all the major news from E3 and give our opinions on it. So uh, let's start off with what you've been doing. Uh, How about you start, Max? All right, you want me to start? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I've been playing Grand Theft Auto 4 still for the Xbox 360. Nice. I'm almost finished with, I'm getting into the final stretch of the game. You're doing a lot of missions for the mob and stuff now. Mm-hmm. And once I get finished with it, I'm going to write up a full review to put on the site. And one of the things that I've noticed that really irks me about this game that wasn't in the other titles is uh, it's a fun it's a fun game, of course, but it's also very linear. It likes to lead you down this path, and it tells you when to have fun and sort of when not to have fun. Whereas in the other games, it was more open and sandboxy, and you could sort of make your own fun. Like, in one of the missions early on, your cousin's getting beat up, and you have to run out there, fight the guys, rescue your cousin, and then there's an ensuing car chase. So, let's say, in Grand Theft Auto like 1 or Grand Theft Auto 2, you start the mission, you see the car over there that's gonna that the bad guy's going to get in, and that's going to start the car chase. You could say, jump in that car and drive it away and leave it somewhere. And then when the mission starts and the bad guy goes to get in the car, there's no car for him to get into. (laughs) But in Grand Theft Auto 4, you can take that car and wreck it. But once the mission starts, everything you've done sort of resets. Oh, right. So the car that you took away, it's back now. He's going to get in it. You're going to have the car chase. Yeah, so So, so even though everybody was saying that the story is the... It makes the game so great, it also takes away from the, the sandbox nature of it. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more of a focused game. Right. Really tying in the, uh, the narrative and the gameplay and sort of just forcing you down this path. And it's not that the path it's forcing you down is bad, per se. It's, it's been a lot of fun so far. It's just, it's just something I've noticed. Right. Anything else? Uh, in addition to that, I got the... Uh, 
Well, I got the new Puzzle Quest expansion this morning. It just came out today on Xbox Live Arcade. Cool. With uh, the four I've... new classes and all the extra areas and stuff. Yeah, I've never actually played Puzzle Quest. Oh, man. That game will eat so much <laughs> of your time. Because you... It's just like Bejeweled, but it's got magic and spells and equipment and all these little customizable factors to it. And now the expansion just come out, so it's got all these new items and new spells and new classes. So I'm, I've started up a brand new character, and yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna eat a lot of my time. Like World of Warcraft and Tetris together, creating <laughs> yeah, the most time-wasting com- thing ever. Those. And. Besides that, I watched uh, I watched Code Geese last Sunday. I never know how to say that. I'm just going to say Geese. Like yeah, I say Geass, <laughs> but, like, I mean... Some it, people it, say, like, Geass. It's, it's easily gay-ass. Yeah, that's it, and that <laughs> might get us in trouble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I watched Code Geese. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I haven't, but... I really, really want to. I'm waiting for DVDs to come out so I can possibly buy them if they're not too expensive. Ah, uh, well, yeah, and it, I think it's out on Adult Swim as well. I think I've seen it a few times on there. Yeah, but uh, I'm the most I can do is keep up with uh, with Death Note on on demand because like Comcast oh, you've been watching Death that. Note. Yeah, I never like I missed Death Note like I do yeah. with a couple shows, a couple like fan sub shows. <laughs> So I've been watching that on uh, on the Adult Swim on demand through Comcast. But okay, I, well, I guess cool. when Code Geass comes on there, I'll pick that up too. Well, yeah, Code Geass. Some people don't agree with me, but I it's it's sort of got a Death Note with robots sort of vibe <laughs> to it. But uh, yeah, so did that, and then uh, watched the Avatar finale. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I, I'm, yeah, that was on last Saturday. I I don't get Avatar. I have to say. I mean. People like lots of people who I talk to love Avatar, and I have sat yeah. down and tried to watch it, and I can't, I can't force myself to like Avatar. Hmm. Well, I really got into it for like the martial arts aspect, because hmm. they make a big deal out of like there's four different elements: earth, air, water, fire, and each right. of the elements has this different martial art to it that's based on actual ancient Chinese martial arts. Mm-hmm. And apparently they made a real big deal about, like, capturing and being authentic to these different styles. And uh, do you re- keep up with uh, the Helsing manga at all? No, I, I really am not too familiar with Helsing, though many people have suggested that I check it out. Oh, man, I love Helsing. Because it's like, it's pretty much just a bunch of awesome stuff just rolled up into one big ball of awesome. Because you've got, like, what, you got vampire Nazis, and they're invading London, and they have to fight this corrupt Catholic church while at the same time fighting Alucard, who has, like, an army of undead minions at his disposal. And it's just (laughs) – and one of the – you got, like, werewolves, you've got robots, you've got people with psychic powers, you've got crazy god powers mixed in there. So pretty much anime in a nutshell. Yeah, it's (laughs) – it's very, it's very, very anime, very gore filled, and just, it's just, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and I love it. But so yeah, there was a new Helsing chapter not too long back that I read. They're about, they're about, they're on the last volume. They're about to finish up with the series, sadly. But well, if it doesn't finish, you get something like Bleach, and you know how much yeah, fun no. that is. 
nothing ever happens in Bleach. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I used to watch. I used to watch a lot of Bleach. I really got into it the first season. Like, and then they went to what? What do you define as the first season? Like, like the first, but everything before they went to Soul Society. Okay, yeah, like that was cool, and I watched through part of the Soul Society thing. I stopped when they got to that clown doctor guy. I don't even know know his name. I forgot everybody's name. There's Ichigo. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's Ichigo, and then there's the guy who has the red hair, and the guy who has the crazy (laughs) guy with the arrows, and and, uh... yeah, the guys with bells attached to his hair. (laughs) Yeah, but no. Eventually, that show was just like, let's make a show about people who look really cool and have wacky powers, and have way more blood than any human being has ever had. Gallons of blood that spew. But yeah, it was just like every time they finished with one group of people with wacky powers, they would just introduce a new group of people with wacky powers. Yeah, I I don't even want to talk about Bleach. Bleach is okay. Like, yeah. I stopped. That's I stopped we're not going to devote Bleach. any more time for Bleach on this podcast. Don't watch Bleach. This is not an advertisement for Bleach listeners. <laughs> uh, so is that it for a reading for you? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, just a lot of GTA Four. And the new Puzzle Quest, I think, going to be eating up my time. Okay, well, since you started with video games, I'll start there too. All right. Uh, I've been I, I've been playing sort of older games, not a lot of new stuff. So uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Because ah. I, don't, I don't have a PS3, so I've been going back and actually finishing the Metal Gear Solid games for the first time. Okay. Okay. And, That's uh, good. Did you play uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 for PlayStation, or did you play the Twin Snakes remake? Just oh, I, w- I went uh, the the real old school. I played the PlayStation 1. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, okay. I, I loved that. I mean, I like Snake Eater, but yeah? there's something about that first one that just, it's so good. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, no. It's yeah, good it's, times. Good times. It, uh, in Snake yeah, it's, Eater, it's like the the gameplay in general, I think, is a lot better like the camouflage is really really cool. As soon as I started playing with that, I just loved it. You customize the camouflage for the yeah. situation you're in. But I mean, it has a lot of the same problems as all the other Metal Gear Solid games up until it. So, oh, you, you still... don't like holding down like four different buttons to aim your gun in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> Who That's wouldn't? Not, you don't like that? I know. It's just like real life. Yeah, just the fact that uh, sometimes you just you can't see where the guards are. You know, you have to like go into first person, but you can't stay in first person and run around. Yeah, yeah. And it sort of got that, that that tank control run, and then stop and shoot and run. Yeah. And then the the problem with crawling, which has been in most of the games, where it's like crawling has these weird relative directions when you move. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you if you're crawling, what is it? I think. It's if you're going into a the main problem is when you're going into a passageway, and yeah. you're trying to crawl in, but like you run into the wall and instead you stand up. Oh yeah, yeah. There's lots of weird stuff like that. Yeah, but, you gotta line it up just right, or you'll back up against the wall, and then the guys are gonna see you, and then you gotta try to get up, but then you lay <laughs> down again, and it all just goes wrong. And uh, I know I'm getting really specific with the controls. But right. uh, there's also a weird thing that was in the other Metal Gear Solid games, and for some reason it doesn't work in the third one, where you can't crawl up to a wall and then lean against it. You have to run into it and then crouch. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's it's been too long since I've played Snake Eater, yeah. but I would imagine they would have something convoluted like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm, no I'm, offense I'm, to Metal Gear Solid, no offense. I mean, yeah, I mean, I but I you love know the game. True. The the plot is better than the second one, but that's yeah. not saying much. <laughs> Meaning you can understand it, it's right? Good <laughs> and the like, the bosses are are sort of cool. I like the end and the fury. The end's like the. For those who don't remember, the end is the old guy with the sniper, and the fury is the guy with the massive the bunches of flamethrowers. Yeah, yeah. For but the like, end, did you uh, did you try to fight him with your sniper rifle, or did you throw on the thermo camel and chase him around? Um, I try. Yeah, I, I fought him with the sniper rifle. I I don't even have the thermal goggles, so I don't even know. How. Yeah. I remember where you pick him up at, but I discovered that completely on accident. My uh, my friend who was playing through it, he did the sniper fight, and it said it took him like an hour and a half. Yeah, just it like probably took him about an hour. Yeah, but... waiting around, and I I got on there and I got the sniper the the sniper rifle out, and I was looking around, and then I was like, wait a minute, I'll try on these thermal goggles, and then you see him over there, and you run up, and he runs off, and what happens is his footprints are illuminated to your thermal goggles. Yeah. So it just you just chase him around the map and hit him and hit him and hit him. Did you get his camo? Because I heard that you can do that if you uh, if yeah you run think... up behind him with a pistol or something. Yeah, if you hold him up like you would do the uh, yeah. the regular. If you can sneak up on him like when he's sleeping or whatever mm-hmm. and hold him up, yeah, he'll drop his camo and uh, apparently you can absorb sunlight to regain your health. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I think I think that's what its special ability was. Yeah, I mean, I think I played that boss battle wrong though because i i'm what i did is i just ran around and waited for him to shoot at me so that i could yeah. check the map and find out where he was because the yeah. map tells you it's got a little red dot where he is so i just ran around like an idiot until he found me <laughs> and i was like oh there he is and i started shooting at him well no that's that's one way to do it i mean you can either like lay there and have and have like your microphone out and listen and right. listen and or you can run around and get him to shoot at you, or you can do the thermal goggle trick like I did. Yeah, so enough about that game. We've spent too much time talking about it. Right. Um, I've also been playing Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass, which I finished a little while ago. Oh, that was for the, the DS, right? Yeah, and I I liked it, but it was yeah. definitely not as good as a usual Zelda game. Yeah, I've heard it's, it's sort of repetitive. like my first Zelda. I okay. Well, I'm not a good judge of Zelda difficulties because I have spent hours on easy puzzles in Zelda, but yeah. I thought it wasn't as easy as everybody said. I felt like it actually had a a weird difficulty curve or like lack of a curve. It was like a difficulty scatter plot. <laughs> it was just I, you know, I'd go into the first dungeon and that was really hard or something, and then I'd go to like the fifth dungeon and I'd blow right through it. Was it just because uh like the the different puzzles that were in the dungeons, or enemy difficulty? Uh, it was more the puzzles. Just some dungeons, the puzzles were really easy, and then some they were really hard, but it wasn't like they were just getting steadily harder as I went along. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. And what about the, uh, the touch controls, like? I like those. I've heard people complain about them, but I really like the touch controls. That's one of the best parts of the game. Yeah. I never... I never got a chance to play Phantom Hourglass. That one slipped under the radar for me. Uh, also on DS, some Professor Layton. Oh, which, Professor yeah, Layton. I, I love it. It's it's great. I, yeah? I just yeah. love that very anime style that it's got. 
It's sort of got that European slash anime style to it. Yeah, I people have described that as uh, like the triplets of Belleville. I'm not familiar. The French cartoon. Okay. Uh, and then I finally got live, like Xbox Live. So um, yeah, I've been playing some Call of Duty Four and Halo Three on there. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'll have to blow through anime and manga. So Ghost Town, okay. I'm still not done. I have extra fan subs lying around. All right. That show does not pick up, like the pace. <laughs> it's just it, that is boring. Straight. Through. I'm not familiar with it. What's it? What's it about? Uh, well, you know Ghost in the Shell, right? Yeah. And uh, have you heard of Serial Experiments Lane? Uh, I think I actually own the the VHS tapes, the old VHS nice. tapes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, based on a, a concept written by Masamune Shiro. All right. Ghost in the Shell, and uh, directed by Ryotaro Nakamura. Uh, he's the guy who directed Lane. So it's got a lot of those same ideas in it. All the yeah. stuff about, you know, the very uh, philosophical ideas that are in both of those shows. Mm-hmm. But it just has – it doesn't have any action or anything, and it's longer than Lane. So Lane can survive without the action, especially yeah. because Lane has a lot of really, really cool imagery. Yeah. But it's just – it's really, really slow, and even, like, the art isn't that great. The only thing is that it's uh, it's got really good sound direction. Like, it's got a lot of cool sound effects and stuff. But other right. than that, it just is not – it doesn't – just not doing interested it for you? at all. Yeah, is I, it a I, recent show? Yeah, pretty recent. It came out uh, in the fall season, I think. Of, all right. Like the last fall season. Yeah, I mean, I I like the people who work on it, but I'm not enjoying it very much. Have any robots become self-aware yet? No, there's it's no robots. It's got that sort of Ghost in the Shell thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's like Higurashi, also a little bit like that. Higurashi. Oh, okay, all yeah. right. It's got that same I very sort of spiritual, you know, Japanese countryside feel to it. It sounds really creepy if it's got some Lane, some Higurashi in it. Uh, it tries to be creepy. It's sometimes oh, okay. creepy. Okay. Sometimes it's really <laughs> creepy. Sometimes it's just sort of boring. All right, I got you. And going on with the creepy and the Lane thing, I'm also watching some Technolize. Which oh, is, I watched. I watched like two episodes of Technolize. Yeah, tech, but, Technolize is like watching someone's brain. Yeah, no, that it was bizarre. It is stream of consciousness all the way. You just have no idea what's going on. The only thing that really, the only thing I really remember was like there was a woman in the first episode with some fingernails, and she poked this guy in the eye. Yeah, and okay. then he got real upset. <laughs> I'm on episode nine. I don't know what what that lady was doing with her fingernails. <laughs> I don't even it, know who she is. Do you know like what it's about at all? I, from what uh, I remember, it was like a street fighter, and he got some cybernetic implants for some yeah, reason. He gets his arm cut off and his arm and leg cut off in the first episode. And yeah, gets yeah, his, okay, I remember that. He gets his cybernetic implants by like the fourth episode because the show is so slow. <laughs> <laughs> it takes him three episodes to get the cybernetic implants, and then All right. it's just about like an underground city, and I I still don't really get it. It's something about the inhabitants of the city sort of being like a, a guy comes down from a, from uh, above ground and mixes stuff up. He gets all the inhabitants of the city to fight each other, and you know, like there's a gang, and then there's the 
government, which is also sort of like a mafia. And then there's a religious group, and he sort of pits them all against each other. Hmm. And it's it's sort of like uh, the idea of multiple characters having different stories that all come together. Okay, that so sort of idea. it just hasn't all come together yet? Well, it came together for a moment. It was like oh, okay. there's there a giant brawl going on in the street, and at that only at that moment, all the main characters were in the same area with each other, and then they all split up again. Of course. And uh, Bacchano, episode one, is the other thing I watched. Awesome! Yeah, I wrote the post about that today, and uh, you've seen all of Bacchano. You could talk more about it than I can, but I liked that first episode. The opener was yeah. really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty. You were talking about uh, how you have different main characters, different storylines. Bacchano is actually going to have. Yeah. It's going to have like three different timelines that overlap each other, mm-hmm. and it's all going to revolve around the story of all of the characters on this train, and then what happens on the train. Yeah, it, it sounds really cool, and I never got around to watching it, so I'm glad Funimation is uh, streaming it. As for what I've been reading, uh, maybe a week ago or so, I finished reading Boogie Pop Duel. I'm a big fan of the Boogie Pop series. And, uh, the only thing, Boogie Pop Phantom, does that have anything? Yeah, it, it's Are those like in series. the same universe? Yeah, I I also own Boogie Pop Phantom, but I uh, Boogie Pop Duel is a manga. It's only two volumes, which I love, because that's only like 20 bucks for me, and then I'm done with yeah, the series. Yeah. You don't and have it, to buy like 40 of them. And... Right. At ten dollars a piece or whatever. It's uh, it's really, it's cool. I mean, it's got a lot of fan service that does not need to be there. Like, mm. you know, if fan service is there to help the story, I'm okay with it. But if it's just there yeah. to as be there, fan service, and it doesn't help, I mean, it's a waste of a page, really. Yeah. Uh, but I like it. Like the art's really cool. It's really stylish. And there's actually two pages in the second volume where uh, I don't know. Have you? Have you ever like read those little those kids books, the the Captain Underpants things? I think yeah, no, I've I've read some Captain Underpants. Do you remember how they had those those pages where you you flip them and it's like an animation? Oh yeah, like those little flip books. Yeah, it it's yeah. sort of like that, except it's a it flashback. It's it's like Whoa. that, but it, but it's like <laughs> not in the silly way. And there goes the recording. What I meant to say there was that one page shows some people, and the next page shows them in the same position but in the past. We lost the What You've Been Doing segment and the beginning of the news segment, but luckily we re-recorded the news segment, so that should be fine. And right now we're going to take a musical break with a song called Guns N' Roses. It's the Bacchano opening, and right after that will be the re-recorded version of the news segment. Enjoy. Alright, 
welcome back. Okay, I, 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 yeah, we, uh, we didn't record the stuff we just talked about. So anyway, this is the news segment. We're going to talk about the latest news on AnnieGamers.com. The first news entry we're going to talk about is the Dragon Ball poster, which we just talked about. Which but anyway, looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's still. Uh, it it's not it's not good. I I don't like it. I but I'm gonna see the movie and I can't help it. It's, it's given us it, all something to look forward to in 2009. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I'm gonna see it. We're we're all gonna see it. Every self-respecting anime fan is gonna see it. <laughs> Do you know if is it getting a a worldwide worldwide release like um, all America's the same time? Definitely getting it. But I, okay, it's definitely not just Japanese or anything. Oh yeah, it says distributed by 20th Century Fox here on Wikipedia, yeah. official and, news source and for the actors are American actors. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, oh yeah, they are. It's gonna be a uh, an American movie. Oh wow, this is this is gonna be something. Yeah, because at least it has a lot of uh, it'll have a lot of CGI work behind it. Hopefully, you know it, it'll have money if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it'll have flashy explosions. And that's all you need in Dragon Ball anyway. Yeah, really. I mean, that's that's really the crux of the show. And apparently it's going to be set in, like, in between the Dragon Ball manga and the Dragon Ball Z universe when uh, Goku is battling it out with Piccolo. Which right. I can't wait to see somebody in full Piccolo makeup. That's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, on to the next news article. This should be the uh, Puzzle Quest expansion. You could take that. Yeah, so uh, on it, released for Xbox Live Arcade today, is the expansion to the crazy addictive smash hit Puzzle Quest, which, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically just a combination of Bejeweled with uh, Dungeons & Dragons. So you're matching up different different shapes, and you're matching up different colored circles, or to collect mana, or you're you're matching up skulls to do damage, or coins to get money, etc. And then uh, use your mana to cast spells, and you can level up and train mounts. And there's just all these different things you can do in the game to just eat up all of your time. <laughs> but uh, the expansion got released today for 700 points on Xbox Live, and uh, basically just introduces... A lot of new content into the game, including four new classes, which I think are Bard, Warlock, Rogue, and Ranger, which is sort of an archery class. And then it introduces a lot of new items and spells, of course, and then uh, new enemies and bosses to fight, and a new area called Southern Map, which uh, has a lot of new missions. Oh, and they also raised... Is, is that somewhere level- below Northern Map? <laughs> yeah, no, real, real, real great naming of the uh, the areas. <laughs> but really, Southern Map, like you see the the Puzzle Quest storyline. It's so just generic fantasy RPG about orcs and fighting the undead <laughs> and every. So all these places have these really over the top names, and you're not going to remember any of them. So you know what? Just call it Southern <laughs> Map. I can remember that. <laughs> it's well, south it, of it, North. It, it even has like a a crazy name. You know, Revenge of the Plague Lord. Oh yeah, Revenge of the Plague Lord. I don't even. I don't even know. I've been playing like, I've got my my new bard character that I rolled up, and I'm just plowing through the story. And then I've got my level thirty six, I think, 
druid as my main character. And really, at this point, it's just whenever people come on the screen to talk, you just hit the skip button. Just, <laughs> you, you have to go on this epic quest to collect this ancient item to stop this <laughs> new evil, and it's just okay. Let's just match also, up. Also, it's a circles. puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, no, let's let's just do the puzzling part to it. All right. So next news article. Uh, is that we already mentioned this Funimation licenses Bacano, and the first episode is streamed online. Which uh, is great. Y- yeah, <laughs> I mean, Max watched this and you loved it, right? I did. I did. It was like I said, it's got the the three simultaneous story arcs that are all going to come together. But uh, sort of in the middle of the series, it can get a little difficult to keep up with everything that's going on and how they all fit together. But but it it comes together nicely in the end. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode, which uh, you can get, like, if, if you don't want to check the website, people, if you're lazy, go to Funimation.com <laughs> slash B-A-C-C-A-N-O, Bacano. Uh, yeah, go on there and input the password Flying Pussyfoot, which is the name of the train in the show. Yes, yes. And that will get you the first episode. You can watch it subtitled on the Funimation site totally legally. <laughs> and yeah. do you know uh what the uh, the title means, Bacano? Yes, it it means I, I don't remember the exact translation they gave, but it's something like commotion or uh sort of like a yeah, loud n- noise. Noise. Noise right. is what I came up with. But I, I think they, they translated it as something weird. Like Naturally. Stupid commotion or something was the Japanese <laughs> translation of it. Uh yeah, I watched the first episode. I thought there were like too many characters, but yeah, uh, no, there are definitely a lot of characters. But like I said, they're gonna they're gonna split them up amongst the uh, the three different timelines. So you'll have all the characters that are on the train, the ones that are in the future, and the ones that are in the past. Okay. And so, yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of Cowboy Bebop. That's what a lot of people have said about it. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of got the, that. I can see style, that sort of got that. Cowboy the feel Bebop of it is very Cowboy Beboppy. I said it. <laughs> uh, moving on to links of the day now. Uh, how about I start? All this right, go is for it. something called Miteru Dake. It's a Japanese DVD. The the post about it is on japanator.com. Uh, Japanese DVD that is apparently there to help otaku improve their eye contact with women. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you the uh, the tiny URL for it, so Max can check it too. Tinyurl.com slash 62MXCW. And we'll we'll put that in the show notes too. Yeah. This it's like it's got just videos that they included a couple videos of just it is women with a white background and they are staring yeah. at you. And they just stare at the screen. Yeah, that's it. Oh. You, and as, as and then you put, stare at them? At, well, it's more like you stare at parts of them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like Ooh. The, Ooh. The, the goal is to look at the face rather than look down. Oh, man, this could be like a Wii title. <laughs> like motion control, and it could tell if you're looking at the face or if you're looking around, and then it'll score you points for how long points. you stare at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that sounds. I would buy a little that. Terrifying. You buy that? <laughs> <laughs> I totally buy that. They've got like that that vision training game for the DS. <laughs> yeah, except it's like you can put that in there. 
can, can you fit high resolution enough videos on the DS for it to be worth it? <laughs> well, I mean, you'd have to do a lot more than that to make it worth it. Dual screens? Man. Oh, man, yeah, and you could have <laughs> two people, one on each screen, and it could be like a challenge mode because he's got to stare at both of <laughs> them at the same time. You could do a co-op with a friend. <laughs> All right, so um, how about your link of the day? My link of the day is a news story that's up on Ars Technica, and uh, it's about... The uh, the fan site OC Remix Overclocked Remix, which is a uh, a site for music fans of old video games to go and remix the the, uh, the classics classics and put them up on the site, and then people right. review them and they're hosted there for download. And the uh, the OC Remix has been approached by Capcom to work on their upcoming. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 HD Remix, which should be re- released later this summer for Xbox Live Arcade. And they want the OC Remix to help remix some of the old Street Fighter 2 songs for the new game, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to try to do a, a a full write-up and put it on the site later this week. But uh, I just thought it was really cool that these, these super fans that... Uh, Right. Contribute to the side or getting the chance to work on something that's actually going to go in the game that they love so much. Yeah, that's like, uh, there's, there's just tons of examples of that. It's so great to see fans being able to actively contribute to the things that they love. Like, uh, Tim Eldred, he's a, a, like one of the biggest fans of, uh, an anime called Star Blazers. It's like, he's actually the guy who produces the Star Blazers DVDs now. Oh. And he just started as a guy who watched the show as a kid, and then See, he ended that's up like great. he's the webmaster of the site, and he got to write his own webcomic about the show. Awesome! Yeah, it's great when you get to see that sort of stuff. Yeah, so good for them. I'm sure it's going to be. I'm sure we're going to see some great work coming out on the uh, the new title. And I think that's it for our news and links of the days. Links of the day. Links. Links of the day. That's it. It's just one day. Okay, yes, it is one day. Spanning multiple days. Okay. (laughs) So we will take a break and come back with our E3 sort of coverage thing. It's like an analysis. So you want to hear people talk about Japanese cartoons. You know, anime. But you think the other anime podcasters just aren't nerdy enough? Sounds like you need to join forces with the Anime World Order where each week three self-proclaimed experts offer you reviews of titles both new and classic, news and commentary, rants, convention reports, interviews with fandom, and some hentai and yaoi for good measure. So search for Anime in the iTunes Music Store. Or visit our website at AnimeWorldOrder.com. Anime World Order, revealing the truth about anime, one podcast at a time. All right, well, welcome back to the Gamers podcast. Now we're going to do our... E3 summary, sort of a, a rundown and a brief on what happened at the, the three major press conferences, starting with Microsoft's. Yeah, we have to preface all this, though, with uh, letting you guys know we, were, we weren't actually at E3. Yeah, we didn't uh, have the, uh, the privilege. Yeah, we're not a big enough outlet yet, but maybe one day. But we do have the wonders of the internet at our disposal. Right, so we got some... Uh, live streams of the the press conferences. We also got to check out some live blogs from other blogs, and uh, 
we ended up with a pretty good coverage, I think, of the yeah. show. You put it all together, and here's what we got. And I think it turned out pretty good. So starting with Microsoft, we'll uh, we'll jump to the big announcement first. Oh, I'm yeah, I, I wrote the post up on this like as soon as it came out. Uh, Final Fantasy 13 will be coming to Xbox 360. It's not Bam. just a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Bam. Yeah, so if you own an Which Xbox it... 360 and you're a Final Fantasy fan, you should be very happy right now. And apparently, I wish I could have seen it. There, it happened like right at the very end of the press conference. They were wrapping up; everything was was starting to die down. And then <laughs> they're like, "Oh wait, we have one final announcement!" And then Final <laughs> Fantasy Thirteen trailer plays on the big screen, and then it ends with simultaneous release date on both 360 and PS3 in North America and Europe. And actually, we should note in that announcement that. So far, it's not coming to Japan for some reason. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that was on the Xbox that was the interesting in thing. It's it's not coming to Xbox in Japan, and in fact, it's not going to be coming out for a really long time because apparently, well, of course, Final Fantasy. But apparently, <laughs> what's going on is it'll be released in Japan for the PS3, and then once that's done, they're going to start porting it over to the 360 while simultaneously doing the translation work. So, right, we have to wait for the game to be done, get released, and then be done again. Right, it's not a simultaneous it, release, it's a port. Yeah, it'll be a simultaneous release in for North America and Europe, but yeah, it's, it's, Japan's going to get away before we do, and only on the PS3 there. So, and, and that's funny because Square Enix is essentially spitting in the face of Microsoft by doing that, because the one thing the Xbox 360 needs to sell well in Japan is a big JRPG, like yeah, Final Fantasy. They've been trying to manufacture s- some big hits between Lost Odyssey, and I know they announced... Blue Dragon. Several, yeah, Blue Dragon, of course, and I know they announced some others at the press conference, Inf- Infinite Undiscovery, Last Remnant, and uh, <laughs> Star Ocean, The Last Hope. In- Infinite Undiscovery. I love that name. Like, what are you doing? Are you... Are you- Hiding things. I know it's. It sounds like you're. You travel around the world for a really long time and you don't find anything. <laughs> it's like you're you're undoing the discovery though. You're making sure nobody <laughs> finds it again. Yeah, just a smattering of JRPGs, hoping one of them will stick. Yeah, I mean they need Final Fantasy, and it's just so funny that Square Enix is like, oh, sorry, no Final Fantasy for you guys. Well, they must at, have at already least had not in Japan where they really need it. They would have had to shell out a lot of bucks already to get the game on 360 as it is. So, yeah, apparently that's how Microsoft does it. Microsoft pays people off, and then Sony sort of like is like a beggar. I hear they're all <laughs> they're very Japanese about it, and they're very honorable. So they just go like, "Would you please keep your exclusive on our console?" And then Microsoft like puts a dollar bill in their hand and says, "Would you please put your exclusive on our console?" Yeah, and we, we've seen how that's worked out so far. <laughs> but, I mean, it also makes sense because, I mean, with the with the ever-rising cost of game development, you have to – if you're going to spend this much money on, like, a Final Fantasy, you're going to have right. to sell millions and millions of copies. And I, mean, just... I doubt that's a problem for Final Fantasy thirteen, though. Well, yeah, but, I mean, the PS3 install base, it's yeah. just not In there America, yet, I don't especially. Think. Yeah. So, I mean, bringing it over to the 360 – there you go. 
besides the big Final Fantasy 13, they also had Fallout yeah. 3, which they demoed for a little while. Which, I mean, a game like Fallout 3, a lot of people were underwhelmed by the demoing of Fallout 3, but a game like that, you can't just... It's the sum of its parts. You can't just show it as a shooter or show, like, right. some people talking to some other people. It's it's about <laughs> the experience. Cause, I mean, that's what you do. You shoot some right. people, you talk to some people, and you take an individual... And then you shoot some people. The same and people then you, you buy just talk to them. <laughs> So taken individually, they're not, you know, too exciting to show in a big demo and a big press release. But, I mean, taken all together, it's still shaping up to be a pretty incredible title. Uh, right. There's also Gears of War 2, which, I mean, they could have saved that announcement for E3 and made it huge, but we already sort of knew about it. Yeah, they yeah, a lot of, pretty much, a lot of Microsoft stuff got leaked, like, the week and even the day <laughs> before. By Microsoft, their press no less. Press. Yeah. <laughs> They just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Gears of War 2 showed. They had the uh, the new Horde co-op mode, which uh, apparently, from what I've like heard, it's just... It's mode, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, you'd last as long as you can, and apparently it gets pretty insanely hard, especially with the uh, the advancements they've made to the Unreal Engine so that now they can have, like, hundreds of enemies on screen at the same time. <laughs> so you're just fighting off from every angle. Right. All these different enemies... And apparently, it's just it's looking to be pretty insane. Have they have they figured out like the the program they have to put in the Unreal Engine to make characters not look like football players, though? <laughs> well, that's 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 the Unreal Engine. Ten years hallmark. in the future, everybody's bald and wearing power armor. That's just you gotta, and they all gotta have texture pop in too. <laughs> oh, Bioshock. But yeah, so there was. That Resident Evil Five was shown. They had some oh, some co-op skipped, action. Skip Fable Two. Oh, did we? Ah, oh, the dog see, and Fable... everything. I can't wait. <laughs> see, I didn't play a lot of Fable One. Yeah, I loved Fable. I mean, it eventually everything felt like you were doing the same thing over and over, mostly because you were. Yeah. It was just like you're fighting the same enemies to get experience, and you're killing the villagers. At least I was killing the villagers. <laughs> I, I killed more villagers than goblins, but. It like the game was really fun. I liked it. It's and the fact is it, it like Oblivion so where you can run into somebody's village, like kill the homeowner, take like all of his no. silverware and plates, and then no. As, as a matter of fact, I was uh, it was like I I played it a while ago, so I was actually playing Morrowind around the same time, and yeah. I was you know there were natural comparisons in my head, and they're very different actually because it's got that same idea where you can do whatever you want, but. Unlike in uh, the Elder Scrolls, where you you know, like you said, it's you just walk in, kill somebody, take their stuff, take over their house or whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah. It's like you kill people, and it's like a lot of them are just throwaway villagers. They don't really, they, they don't have names. They don't really exist for anything. So you just you know you you kill them and you walk out of the village. You come back and they respawn. Oh, hmm. okay. I, but I think in the second one they're they're fixing stuff like that. You can get uh, apparently you can get scars in this game. Yeah. And uh, I forget I I put up a post on it a year ago at last E3, but they they had something or maybe it was GDC I forget. But they had something that was like scars and death were treated like death was treated differently in Fable Two. It's weird. Yeah. It's gonna be really cool. They don't have a HUD anymore. 
Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. A lot of games are, are ditching the HUD nowadays. Uh, I think Mirror's Edge doesn't have a HUD either. Yeah, and uh, can't think of it off the top of my head. Nah, skip it. The one that's not Resident Evil 5, but is set in Africa. Oh, Far Cry. Yes, Far Cry 2. Far Cry the 2, other one where you hook. shoot Africans and might be racist, Ooh, but they don't want yeah. you to think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it seems like Africa, it's the new jungle. It's the jungle of 2008. <laughs> Africa is the new Russia? <laughs> yeah. Uh, lips. A lot of people don't lips. want. A lot of people don't want lips. I want lips. I want to buy that I, game. <laughs> I, I, lips was totally under my radar until I heard about the using your own music in the game, yeah. and that really caught my eye. I'm not sure how they're gonna do that. Are they gonna have the words on the screen? Yeah, I don't. And get if how so, cool. how are they gonna work that in? I, I know that you can't get DRM songs on it, so no iTunes. Songs yeah, yeah. Or anything like that. You have to steal your music. Or get it <laughs> from a CD. Uh, yes. but I I can't wait for that. I like the Elite Beat Agents, which is I uh, did too. Know, Played a lot of Elite I- Beat Agents. Innis, how do you pronounce that? Innis. I N I S. Innis. They're the people who developed Elite Beat Agents. They're making lips, and also, I I play Rock Band for the karaoke in it, and oh. I would love to play Lips just for that. Did you ever play any of the the sting the Sting Star, the Sing Star, Sing no. Star. The the weird thing is, I never really played, like I never did any karaoke or anything, or played any karaoke games. Yeah. But when I finally started playing Rock Band, I was like, "Hey, I like this." <laughs> and and Lips is like, it's like reverse engineering of Rock Band, like the way you had Guitar Hero and then you added yeah. instruments for Rock Band. So it's like take away all the instruments except for the microphone, and you have Lips. Well, the microphone, apparently, it's going to have, like, some motion sensor, so you can also do, right. like, some tambourine action. Right. Which is better than the rock band thing, where you have to cut up your hand by hitting <laughs> the microphone. Uh, on the topic of rock band, too, that's the next one on here. There's over 80 yeah, songs rock band in too. it. <laughs> I know, they're going to have so many songs. I think, uh, I'm not sure, the list might be up to 85 now. I think, I, that, think, I think I think uh, Guitar Hero World Tour has 85. They were like, yeah, we're oh, is there the one with the 85? Guys. I know, yeah, there's been a lot of one upsmanship been shipped going on between Rock Band and Guitar Hero. And the truth is, Rock I don't know which one I want. Songs. We're going to have 85 songs. Yeah, like, I, I don't know which one I want, really, because if if I would get Rock Band 2, I, I don't own yeah. Rock Band right now, because it's just too expensive. I'd love yeah. to own it. But it's like, when those two come out... I'm going to pick the one that's cheaper, really. I mean, it's going to be a question of maybe a combination of song choice and how cheap it is. Because if Guitar Hero World Tour has a similar song selection, like within the same genres as Rock Band 2, I might just skip out on Rock Band 2 and get Guitar Hero, even though I'm more of a Rock Band fan than a Guitar Hero fan. Yeah, I also haven't cast my vote yet as to whether Rock Band or Guitar Hero... But uh, I know I've got two friends that both own Guitar Hero, so I played a lot of Guitar Hero, and only recently did I get to check out Rock Band at a uh, another friend's place. And I don't know, it's 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 a tough call for me. It all comes down to to song selection: who's gonna have what, who's got the right. 
basically who's got the most because i'm pretty ignorant when it comes to uh to what you people would consider good music i like <laughs> i like a lot of like trance or techno music or stuff like that so uh the uh my good music library is a uh, pretty slim so i'd like to pick the one that at least has a couple songs that i recognize yeah i i mean i'm not into the whole metal thing that is what guitar hero is <laughs> all about which is why i liked rock band cuz it has a lot of softer songs and stuff but i i hear that guitar hero world tour is going to be fixing some of that getting a better all song right. selection we'll we'll see what happens with that uh, I also just noticed right now that uh, that you, there's a typo in your article that I forgot to edit out. Rock Bank oh, 2. Rock, oh man. Rock it's bank. the Rock Bank. <laughs> would, you awesome. like, would you like 50 rocks from your account? <laughs> At the Rock It's the sequel to Rock Bank. Rock Bank 1 sold so well. People liked keeping up with their rocks that they released the sequel. I'd like to deposit some rocks. <laughs> I was just uh, so excited about Rock Band 2. I just right, you just there. you couldn't control your fingers. I know. I was just flying through that. Uh, next up is oh my god. Next up is me going crazy. Portal still oh, alive. Man. Oh god. The portal. Here the it portal. is. <laughs> and from uh, what I from what I wasn't sure when they made the announcement, a lot of people were confused. Is this like a sequel? Is it just the original game with some extra maps? What is this? Apparently, it is. It's the original game with the original right. storyline and everything. Just and then it's got like extra challenge maps and things like with that. With no Gladys, there's no Gladys in the new maps. Oh really? See, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, the, the still alive thing doesn't even make sense because she's not still alive in this game. <laughs> but hey, you're gonna get achievements. <laughs> and well, the main thing for me is I never bought the game. I rented it because I, I didn't want to buy the orange box because I, I knew I wouldn't actually play through Half-Life no matter how good it is. Like I, just, <laughs> I didn't have time for Half-Life, so I just yeah. wanted to play Portal. But now I can get the original game and play through it and also have new levels. And also have all the new stuff. Well, yeah, see, that's perfect for you. Did, did you hear what the new levels are going to be, though? They're, they're actually uh, from the, uh, the Portal of the Flash game. Whatever oh, it's really? The Flash version. I forget what the title of it is. But the Flash version of Portal, they're going to take the maps from that and turn them into the uh, the maps for Still Alive, the new maps. All right, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if I want to trust my Portal gaming experience to people who aren't Valve. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you can always go on the PC and... <laughs> Download all the. You'll they'll either be really bad or they'll be really super hard. <laughs> uh, all right. So next is XBLA. Lots yeah, the big XBLA dump. You could take that. A lot of stuff coming out that I'm pretty excited about. Geometry Wars Retro Evolve Two. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Finally, we'll get to. We'll, it'll be all the fun of uh, Geometry Wars Galaxies, but on a controller that. You know, actually, you can actually aim the way you want to. I I played a little bit of Galaxies and on Wii, and I I liked it, but it was like five you minutes maybe. <laughs> did you I do never actually the, uh, bought it? Did you play with the Wiimote and Nunchuck or with the yeah uh, the Wiimote Nunchuck? The, the the funny thing about that is that's the only time I've ever like played a game and literally I, I guess I didn't sit down, but let's just say I yeah. sat down and 
and it was like I didn't even have to think about it. I was playing the game. I thought huh. I thought the controls were. See, really that was intuitive. always the one big complaint I always heard. Like the game, it's got all this new stuff. It's a lot of fun, but I just don't like the controls. Yeah, I, it was weird because I know a lot of people don't like the controls for the Wii version, but I I literally sat down and it was like, hey, I'm playing Galaxy, uh, Galaxy, whatever, Geometry Wars. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I'm playing Geometry Wars, and it was as as soon as I picked up the and controller, it just it just clicked. It just clicked immediately. Huh. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I actually a... figured out how to play it quicker than I figured out how to play the original Geometry Wars when I played it. Huh. Well, yeah, you might be what the else? exception there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, there was that. There right. was Uno, Uno Rush. Oh, oh boy, more ways to play Uno. Yeah, sort of a a variant on Uno where you're just you're just throwing down cards as fast as you can. Sort of like oh man, there's a see now I'm gonna sit here and think for a little while. There was another. There's a card game that's not Uno that's like that where you're trying to. Match up certain cards card faster game? than your opponent. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> and now I don't remember. I'm not going to dwell on it. But Uno Rush also Uno Rush is going to support the uh, well, not the Mies. Oh yeah, the avatars. The, the new avatar. <laughs> yeah, the Mies. Okay, Mies. the Microsoft Mies. We're gonna the micro- yeah, that. let's just call them, call them what they are. There's the Microsoft <laughs> Mies. We'll come back to that in a minute. But right. uh, then there's Galaga Legions, which is. From the people who brought us Pac-Man Championship Edition, which was a great reimagining of a classic, so I can only expect good things coming from Galaga Legions. Uh, and then South Park game? I mean, really? Yeah, and then there's a South Park game. It was rumored really? to be the N64 title, but I think that's been debunked since okay. then. It's going to be an original title for Live Arcade, but I don't have any more details other than that. So it's like wishing it was Penny Arcade Adventures? Yeah, quite possibly. And, and then, sort of in the same vein of excitement, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, did you Por- mean non-excitement? Oh, snap! I No, wait, 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 wait. No, I, are you excited about it? I can't tell. No, no I'm, I'm, no. Oh, I, I like Banjo-Kazooie a oh, lot. Oh, here we go. I love those go. games. See, I, I, well, again, I never owned a Nintendo 64. I have played some Banjo Kazooie, and it was like run around, collect all these things. Uh, no, thank you. Yes, it is, but I, but I like. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say I like nuts and bolts very much because it, it's gonna change up the Banjo Kazooie formula a little too much for me. I liked it when it yeah. was a platformer, but I mean, I'm glad to see Banjo Kazooie come into. Uh, XBLA, so more people can play it. All right, also, all right. also, that sort of begs the question. Uh, it, I, I don't know if this news came out earlier. Actually, I, I never, definitely never wrote a post on it. Is Goldeneye coming to XBLA, or is it already on oh, there? Yeah, no, that was rumored way back when they were going to do. They were, were they were. It was yeah, actually I'm not a in big development. XBLA person. I know it was it was in development, but there was a dispute on a how the distribution of funds from the game like who is right nintendo. who's going to get what cut between nintendo and microsoft of the profits from the game and how that was going to work there was right. a dispute over that they weren't able to resolve it and the project ended up getting canned but so then, it's uh, on yeah well, like when you get down to it if banjo kazooie's coming 
and that's by rare and on the N64. It's only this a matter of time before we get Goldeneye. See, I didn't even think of that. That might be that might be a shining ray of hope yet again <laughs> for Goldeneye. Yeah, I mean it it could be coming. But the the other question is uh like if Goldeneye's coming to XBLA, when do we get our Wii version of Goldeneye <laughs> reinvented Ooh. with the Wii mode? I want that. Hmm. Little like, little I, point and click Goldeneye action. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know if Microsoft would get the exclusivity on it, but maybe like if if there is a god in this world, we will get it on XBLA <laughs> and we'll get a, a WiiWare version. 